Welcome to the Nighthawk. This is volume 40 for March 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Josh Urban, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the latest edition of the Nighthawk America Social Bulletin. You can also get it on blog form at joshurban.substack.com. Bringing good things, General Electric and Transcendentals. Who remembers the McLaughlin Group TV show in the 80s? I was just a wee lad watching it with my dad. It was funny to see the TV folks get all worked up for mysterious reasons. I didn't understand things like Reagan and other fancy words. I found a yellow tie in Dad's collection, put it on, snagged his glasses, and pretended I was a pundit. Blah, blah, blah. General Electric ran constant ads on the program. I didn't believe them, but I remember them. Words on the grainy screen, the phrase, we bring good things to life. Now that's deep, man. A theme of this paper is to bring some good things to life too. Something positive in a world of grime. I guess we can all do that, right? Bit by bit, person by person. The empty calorie offerings of cable news, cheap fiction and gossip are endless. What will we feed our heads with, so to speak, to remember the transcendentals, truth, beauty, and goodness? What about those good things in life? They seem worth considering. This day in history, happy birthday, rock and roll concerts. 20,000 fans try to pack into the 12,000-seat Cleveland Arena at the Moondog Coronation Ball. Police stop it in 1952. Our reader spotlight, Alan S., has fished all over the world. Montana was incredible, he says. He lives in Roanoke, Virginia. Our song of the week, speaking about beauty, is Grieg's Piano Concerto in A Minor. Edvard Grieg was only 24 when he wrote this beauty in 1868. It's a perfect compliment to the natural beauty of early spring. Try a video on YouTube so you can see the pianist playing. Speaking of spring, happy spring! It's equinox on the day of this taping, the 20th, the sun rises due east on equinox. The forsythia rejoices. Hallelujah, it's spring. And we have this picture of the yellow forsythia flowers and the sun shining through in the east. Down the rabbit hole. Are you looking for something to research? Have you heard of fib poetry? You can try writing this too. This art form is based on the famous Fibonacci sequence, which is 0, 1, 1, 2, and then 2 plus 1 is 3, and then 3 plus 2 is 5, and then 5 plus 3 is 8, and then 8 plus 5 is 13, etc. In the poem's case, it's a count of syllables. The math behind it is fascinating. It's found a lot in nature. Have fun chasing down the ideas. And now, folks, are you ready for Dr. Electro? <clears throat> Warming up my voice. La, 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 la. We return to our tale of Dr. Electro, a fantastical adventure set in 1931. He's arrived, along with a strange assortment of allies, at Lady Wilkes's house to help solve the heist of her prized citrine gem. As they say hello in the yard, there's a crash, bad guys running across the roof, and a blinding blue flash. Miss Stella pipes up. Is anyone good with electricity? This is The Return of Dr. Electro, number 20, Science, Religion, and Bravery. <sighs> the electric blue flash ripped the fabric of the air. The sharp scent of ozone hovered in the yard. It bit Electro's nose, waking slumbering memories of laboratories, experiments, and stormy nights. The better days before the great disillusionment 
How long had he drifted? Would he ever take charge? Miss Stella's voice cut into his reverie. She repeated herself. Is there anyone here who's good with electricity? Her voice had the faintest tremor. I, I am, I am. Electro strode forward. Rutherford hallowed and clapped. Lady Wilkes just pointed, gazing along her iron sight finger with a blazing eye. Everyone turned to look. The block seemed strangely quiet, save for one neighbor's bustle. Ethel, are you out of power too? A screen door slammed, then was silent. A faraway clock chimed the quarter. Smoke curled in a thin black stream from the house next door. Electro took a breath. Well, there's your problem. Charlotte rolled her green eyes. <sighs> Lady Wilkes frowned. Are you going to fix it, buddy? I bet it's got something to do with my missing gem. That house should have been empty. Sure, I guess. The name's Electro, ma'am. I could use a hand. This smells difficult. I got you, brother. Preacher grinned. Science and religion will work together. He pulled a pair of pliers, a crowbar, and a Bible from his rucksack. Hallelujah! Let's roll! Wait, boys. Charlotte rolled her eyes again. You might need some persuasive ability. She patted her revolver, nodded to her sidekicks, and strode across the yard to join them. Their footsteps sounded like an army crunching across the gravel. Someone opened the ancient wrought iron gate between the yards with a groan of rusty hinges. A decrepit porch leered at them, a vision from childhood and scary neighbors. It was ignored in a clattering of shoes and cowgirl boots. The bolted front door halted the march. Huh. Hey, let me see that a second. I have a way with locks. Preacher leaned in, rattled, fiddled, persuaded, smiled, and held the door open for the ladies. Charlotte drew her gun. Suddenly, a sinister voice whispered down the staircase. Talk to her electro. Is it really you? To be continued next week. This concludes our story for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you on the flip side and talk to you next week. Have a good one.